0: Moving on, we'll see what I feel is one of the most interesting specimens here at the local zoo. Not because of what species it is, but because of this particular individual. I'm of course talking about the reticulated python. Its scientific name, Maleopython reticulatus, um, refers to its native home of Malaysia, the fact that it's a python, and its reticulated pattern. By weight, This is the third largest snake in the world, and is widely considered the longest snake alive today, with the largest recorded length exceeding 10 meters, or 33 feet. This measurement was never firmly verified, but even more reliable sources exceed the length of any other snake. This specimen here at the zoo is particularly special, however. In 2014, our python here, named Thelma, laid a clutch of eggs without ever having recorded contact with a male. The keepers weren't too surprised by this, as sometimes snakes will lay eggs that haven't been fertilized, and they just don't hatch. Or, rare, but it still happened, female pythons can store the sperm of male snakes to use in the future. So, just for fun, they decided to go ahead and incubate these eggs, just to see what would happen. After incubation... The eggs hatched into healthy baby pythons. Of course, the keepers were quite surprised to see these six little babies, and a lot of questions were asked and would soon be answered. After doing some genetic testing on samples from these babies, they were in fact revealed to be clones of the mother snake, meaning that this snake was able to reproduce asexually, which is the first recorded instance of this happening in the reticulated python. This is known as parthenogenesis, meaning birth from one. And this proud mama, because of this fact, is one of my Louisville Zoo highlights. Across the way, from Thelma here, we can see Romulus, the Louisville Zoo's Komodo dragon. The scientific name of the Komodo dragon is Varanus Komodoensis. Varanus is Arabic for lizard beast, which is certainly an appropriate name and Komodo incest refers to its island home of Komodo. The Komodo dragon is the largest of the monitor lizards, which on their own are the largest of all lizards. They can be up to 10 feet long and as much as 150 pounds. As you can see, Romulus here has a lot of growing to do. It is hotly debated whether the bite of the Komodo dragon is venomous. However, what we do know for sure is that it contains an anticoagulant, meaning that once a Komodo dragon has bitten its prey... they aren't going to stop bleeding unless they receive medical attention. When my uncle was serving in the United States Navy, he spent some time stationed in Australia. And they gave them very specific instructions for how to deal with an attacking Komodo dragon. See, Komodo dragons are hunters, and they prefer to take down their prey themselves. Um, So what you're supposed to do is lay flat on the ground and let them just run over top of you. (laughs) Which seems pretty scary to me, but I'm sure the U.S. Navy knows what they're talking about. My uncle was told that if he were to remain standing and just stand still, instead of going around him, the Komodo dragon was liable to climb over him, and its long, serrated claws are sure to do a lot of damage if it does something like that. Now you know, folks, if a Komodo dragon charges you, you better lay down. Next up, we have the Sheltopusic, or as it's more commonly known, the glass lizard. This is one of my favorite scientific names, Pseudopus apotus, meaning fake legs, no legs. <laughs> this lizard is in fact aptly named as it has no legs, but is still a lizard rather than a snake. Like some other lizard species, it is capable of detaching its tail when threatened through a process called autotomy. This severed tail then can break itself into several pieces, hence the name glass lizard, as its tail seems to shatter like glass. I like this guy in particular because it calls to mind the biblical tale of the serpent who was punished for tempting man with the loss of his legs. Here is a creature that has not only lost its legs, but certainly once had them sometime in the past. Now that's neat. The last critter we're going to talk about here at the Herb Aquarium is, of course, the vampire bats. Specifically, this species of the common vampire bat. Its scientific name, Desmodus rotundus, means two thirds of the way around, perhaps referring to its semispherical shape. This bat is one of three bat species that are hematophagic, meaning that they only feed on blood. All three species of vampire bats are native to Central or South America, so perhaps some new vampire mythology is in order. Sorry, Transylvania. In addition to flying, they have the option to walk, run, and jump, which helps them navigate across their victims with ease. They can also identify their prey by listening to them breathe and will often return to the same victim night after night. Spooky, and perhaps appropriate given that we're recording shortly before the Halloween event begins. As you finish making your way through the Herb Aquarium, Keep in mind, we'll meet you next at the Island's Pavilion and talk about a different kind of bat. See you there.